right now we're focusing on the present, how to finish this war and get to the two objectives that I would talk about. And after that, we will need to reconvene and discuss how to eliminate anything else from happening anywhere else in the world. Do you believe that it was an uh, intelligence failure to I mean, identify that such a big threat was looming around, uh, on Israel? So when you have one side who wants to make peace, and you have another side who just wants you dead, it's, it's, it's really, there's no, there's no part where, where you can reach an equilibrium. There's no part where, where, where you can find a balance. 7th October 2023, the Palestinian Islamist militant group Hamas conducted a series of coordinated attacks on the border areas of Israel. Since then, more than 10,000 of people have already lost their lives and thousands have fled their home in order to save their lives. Well, the reason for this wars are many. We are not going to go deep into it. We'll soon have someone on the Ironic Show to help us understand and break down the reasons of the war and the long-drawn impact that it will have globally. Today on the Ironic Show, we have the official spokesperson of the Israel Embassy in India, Guy Neer. Well, this is not a podcast. This is an interview where we have asked some specific questions to Guy regarding the Israel-Hamas conflict and its impact. We spoke about the reasons behind the war. What kind of support is Israel looking from countries like US and what exactly is India's stand on this? The aim of this interview is to bring to you the views of Israel and we urge you to keep yourself abreast of the situation and form your own opinion. I hope this episode helps you to educate yourself on this global crisis. Thank you. Hi, Guy. Uh, so, before I even start this discussion, I would like to take just one minute and pay my, pay my tribute to all the lives that have been lost, you know, uh, in Israel because of the war, ongoing war. And uh, our deepest condolences are with the people of Israel for what has happened and what is going on. And we pray that uh, Israel comes out of this quickly and stronger than before. Thank you. Uh, so, Guy, before I, I have a few questions with you, before I do that, I just wanted to know, you are spokesperson of the Israel Embassy in India, right? Right. In that capacity, what exactly uh, is your role? Is it the PR communications? All the all the communications happen through you, right? Yeah, so my role as a spokesperson um, is, is divided into three. Um, one is I'm supposed to convey... Um, to Israel, things that are of relevance that are happening in India. The second okay. one is vice versa. So I I am requested to convey to uh, the Indian media what is happening right now in Israel, which me being on your show is is part of that. And um, the third aspect is communicating to um, the Indian media uh, things that the Israeli embassy is doing in in India. Okay, uh, so. We'll jump on to the questions. My first question is regarding the Gaza Strip, right? The hostages that are in Gaza Strip. I mean, uh, I, I believe the latest report is that uh, in Gaza itself, almost 11,000 li- lives have been lost. And there are so many hostages uh, that are still there. So what exactly would be your strategy to take out those hostages? Okay, so um, you asked two questions, and I will answer both of them. I will start yep. with the first one. You were referring to the number of 
casualties in the Gaza Strip. Yeah. And I want you to take into consideration that whenever we're getting information numbers from Hamas, you have to take that information with a pinch of salt. We're talking about a terrorist organization when they're yeah. saying that the next number of uh, people have been killed. That doesn't mean that that's the correct number. You know, they're they're reaching uh, number. They're getting numbers very quickly. Uh, in Israel, it took us almost a month to identify people to count the mm. people who who died, and they're getting those numbers instantly. It's kind of suspicious. The second thing is that um, you know they're telling us they're telling the world uh, amount of women that were killed, amount of children that were killed, amount of uh, elderly people that were killed, but I want you to notice that in the numbers that they're providing, they're not giving any information about how many combatants that were killed. So to them, zero combatants, uh, Hamas combatants were killed. So that needs to raise a big question mark to the world looking at these numbers. How could there be that no Hamas uh, um, uh, people were killed, but only children, only women, and only uh, elderly people were killed? And the answer to that is that they are using children as combatants. We know for a fact that 15, 16, 17, 18 year old children, which they're counting as children, civilians, are they're being used as combats. We know that they're using women as combats. We know that they're using elderly people as combats. So when they're using these numbers of, look how many children Israel has killed, actually they're combatants of Hamas. That's that's answering your first statement about yeah. the the number of lives lost in Hamas, but you need to take that in uh, the numbers with a pinch of salt. Um, the second question is how Israel is going to focus on getting our people back. And uh, as, as you said, we have uh, about 240 uh, kidnapped um, uh, citizens, uh, Israeli citizens and citizens of, of the world of over 35 countries uh, are kidnapped in inhumane conditions. Uh, in Gaza. And um, when we first uh, got into this war, which we did not start, but we are going to sure finish, um, we got two, two things that we need to get at the end of this war. We need to make sure that Hamas can't execute anything like this anymore ever again in the future. And the second thing is to get our people back. Um, and, you know, the numbers are crazy. Israel is a tiny country. And yeah. for, we're, we're less than, than 10 million people. We're about 9 million people. And 1,400 people out of 9 million is about, if I put it in India terms, India is 1.4 billion. Percentage-wise, it's like 2 lakh people died in one day. Okay? Yeah. Imagine if you have a terrorist organization coming into uh, India and in one day killing 2 lakh people. That's the percentage that we're talking about. Imagine in one day you have a terror organization coming into India and kidnapping 35,000 Indians. In one day, 35,000 Indians. What would you do? You would make sure that this terror organization can't kill any more people, can't kidnap any more people. And that is the thing that Israel is focusing on, making sure Hamas can't act again, and make sure we're getting our people back. So just to add on to this, uh, the reply that response that you just gave. So Iran has been a long-term sponsor of Hamas and Hezbollah, right? So what is the long-term and permanent solution for this? Okay, so attacking this, we need to uh, understand that this is a, a long-range um, 
execution that we need to let unfold. First of all, we need to focus on what's happening right now. And right now we have uh, the war with Gaza. We're seeing um, other people trying to get into the war. We're talking about uh, Hezbollah in the north. We're talking about the Houthis in the south. And these are things that we need to eliminate. We can't live with terror organizations as our neighbors. Okay, we need yeah. to stop this from ever happening again. And, and following up with your question about uh, Iran, um, this is nothing new. This is things that we've been saying for years. We were in the UN and we were saying, look, there's this country, Iran, who doesn't believe Israel should exist, who's, who is calling out for the destruction of Israel, who has uh, extended arms, uh, Hezbollah, the Houthis, <laughs> And um, and the, the Gaza and uh, the uh, and and more, and they're calling us for destruction. They're, and they're funding and training these other operations to to uh, execute their their plan. Uh, we need right now. We're focusing on the present. How to finish this war and get to the two objectives that I would talk about. And after that, we will need to reconvene and discuss how to eliminate anything else from happening anywhere else in the world. And that's what I can say about that. Okay, thanks. Uh, so now you're also saying that it could turn out to be a multi-front front war, right? It could, you know, even go up to Lebanon. So what would Israel, how would Israel deal with that? If it anyhow uh, reaches out to Lebanon and other, you know, uh, neighboring regions. Okay, so I would like to remind to your uh, listeners and viewers that this is not a war that Israel wanted. It's not a war that we yeah. started. It's a war that was imposed on us. I remind you that on uh, October 6th, there was a ceasefire. There, there was, yeah. Israel did not initiate anything. Um, but right now we have uh, uh, Gaza who is attacking and still, still shooting rockets every day at Israeli civilians. And uh, this is something that we have to mitigate. Uh, about your question regarding the northern border with uh, Hezbollah, uh, right now uh, we're seeing that there is a bit of uh, negative action there. Uh, we are doing everything we can to eliminate it. We are prepared to go in and, and fix the situation if needed, but we really hope that it doesn't come to that. Okay? Um, the, the war with the Gaza was not something we wanted to do. Uh, an addition front with Hezbollah is not something that we want to do. But uh, be that as it may, uh, if we are triggered, we will retaliate and we will make sure to, to knock them down. We, we hope it doesn't come to that. We don't want a second front, uh, but we are prepared for one if uh, one should be imposed on us. So that, uh, I think it's been about what, 39 to 40 days since the war started. And it started somewhere in 6th or 7th of October, which was again, I think, major Jewish holiday uh, during that time only. And uh, after the, you know, this has started, there has been a lot of, you know, uh, which we call anti-Semitism. So that, that has been rising across Euro, US and Europe. So what's your view on that? Okay, so... Um... The the terror attack that uh, you're referring to happened on October 7th. And yeah. um, uh, 
ever since then, um, we see a rising number of uh, anti-Semitism all over the world. It's very alarming. You know, people uh, are very quick to judge without knowing the facts and the real information. Um, they have double standards. So when Israeli children are being massacred, when Israeli women are being raped, tortured, and slaughtered, they're silent. But when Israel defends itself, then there's an uproar. Israel, just like any other country in the world, has the right and the, the need to defend its civilians, right? Every country has, has that right and has that need. And Israel is no different. But when Israeli children are being slaughtered, the world is silent. No, that is double standards. But when Israel is retaliating, when Israel uh, warns its, uh, citizens in advance, we're going to go into Gaza, leave, then the world retaliates. Uh, the world is, uh, is protesting. No, Israel uh, can't do that. Uh, excuse you, the world. Israel has the right to defend itself. Where were you on 7th of October? How were you silent? If you were silent then, you don't really have any right to speak up now when Israel is doing the right thing and protecting its citizens. Okay. Uh, so Israel is known for its defense mechanisms, intelligence and everything, right? So where did this, uh, did you, do you think that this mechanism failed? I mean, do you believe that it was uh, intelligence failure to, I mean, identify that such a big threat was looming around uh, on Israel? Okay, so we were talking about technology and, and I have to stress, you know, every every kind of technology is designed for something specific. Okay, so my phone is designed to take calls and, and surf the internet, but my phone is not designed to drive a car, okay? Um, is, the systems that we have uh, at hand are designed, for example, to uh, prevent the, um, the Hamas from um, uh, burying uh, tunnels underneath um, the, the border with Israel and, uh, and Gaza, bury tunnels and, and penetrate Israel. That's what the, the um, uh, border is designed for. But uh, the Hamas has done something else. And instead of going underneath and uh, burying tunnels, they went above with the, with the paragliders. So the, the technological was, technology was designed for one thing, and it did that good. It wasn't designed for something else, and therefore it didn't, uh, it didn't act. Uh, there were problems. Um, this was an uh, attack that was orchestrated uh, in, on several places uh, across the, the fence and uh, therefore caused um, uh, the, the, the extent of the tragedy that uh, we saw. This right now is not the time to investigate. There will come a time to investigate. Right now, it's a time to get our people back and to make sure mm. this doesn't happen again. I assure you that everything will be investigated. We will understand exactly what happened, what failed, and how we can improve for, for next time. But right now, there's a war that we need to fight. There's a war that we need to win. There's 240 people who are counting on us to get them home as soon as possible. There's people from 35 different countries of the world who want to go back home. There's, there's uh, people who are missing their loved ones. We have a focus to do. 
and um, and we will research, but at a later time. Okay. Uh, my next question to you, Guy, would be: What would, what do you think is the main reason behind the overall conflict that we have, and how far do you think this is going to stretch? As I mentioned earlier, that it's already been about thirty nine, forty days. So, how long do you think that this is going to stretch, and uh, when do you think there would be full stop to it? Okay. Again, there's two questions here. The first question is, uh, what's the origin of this conflict? Yeah. I think you're referring to the conflict between um, uh, these, uh, these Israelis and the Palestinians. And yeah. um, the origin of this conflict, I think, is very simple to understand. It's a difficult conflict, but it's very easy to understand. Um, one side wants to, leave, to live in peace with, with its neighbors. The other side doesn't want its neighbors to exist. Okay, that's, that's the root of, of this conflict. So Israel several times, time and time again, have offered the um, uh, Palestinian population a, a country of their own and land of their own and, and, to, and uh, to make peace. And time and time again, the Palestinian says no. And on the other hand, and we're still hearing it from Hamas, they're calling for the destruction of all Jews all over the world. And they're starting with Israel. So when you have one side who wants to make peace and you have another side who just wants you dead, it's, it's, it's really, there's no, there's no part where, where you can reach an equilibrium. There's no part where, where, where you can find a balance. Um, so this is the, the origin of, uh, of, uh, of this. And you're asking, the second question was, uh, how long uh, do I think this is going to continue? Uh, it's really hard to tell at this stage if it's going to take a, another month or two or a year. I, we are hoping that it will be as, as short as possible. Um, you need to understand that Israel is not uh, at war with the Palestinians. We, we want the Palestinians to have a country of their own. We want the Palestinians to live in peace next to us. The, the Palestinians living in Gaza we want them to get out of harm's way. We're, we're calling for that. We're, we're dropping millions of leaflets. We're sending millions of messages. We're, we're calling each of any, any one of their phones and we're talking to them in their language to make sure they get into a safe zone. Um, but not all the people living in Gaza um, want uh, to live in peace uh, with Israel. And to those who do not, uh, to those who uh, are calling for our destruction, uh, i.e. Hamas, uh, we will make sure that they won't be able to execute, execute anything like this ever again. Meaning, we're coming after them and we're making sure that they don't live another day to do anything like this again. And uh, you're asking, how will this war come to an end? when there is no more way for Hamas to continue, this is when this war is going to be over. We're hoping that it's uh, sooner rather than later for the sakes of both sides. Okay. So is Israel looking for any uh, kind of support from US? And if yes, to what kind of support are you looking from uh, US? Okay. So we're looking for support from all over the world, also US. Uh, to to state that uh, Hamas is a terror organization, the U.S. has already done that. Uh, Canada, uh, 
other uh, countries in uh, Europe uh, were asking the entire world to designate Hamas as a terror organization, which it is. Uh, an organization that comes into a country and kills 1,400 people in the most brutal ways that you can't imagine yeah. is a terror organization. And uh, all countries, uh, countries that have seen terror are still uh, some taking the time. All, all of them should... Uh, uh, should call out Hamas for what it is, a terror, a terror group, a terror organization. We're asking all countries for that. Um, specifically from the U.S., you know, the U.S. has been an ally of Israel for many, many, many years. Uh, same with India. Um, yeah. For From the U.S. right now, the war, we're fighting, fighting by ourselves. We are not asking for anybody to fight for us uh, from the beginning of... Uh, the Israeli state. We fought all wars by, by ourselves. We, we plan to fight this war by ourselves. Um, we are proud and we're happy and we're uh, thankful that uh, the U.S. has got our back and that the U.S. is standing with us. And uh, we're hoping that uh, they will continue and give us the leeway that we need to finish this war because we don't want a halfway war. We want this to be finished with. Uh, we're hoping from them and from the rest of the globe to understand that we're fighting pure evil, and that we need to finish off this evil so it it won't raise its head again. You need to understand right now this evil terrorist group is is attacking Israel, but it is saying out loud they they didn't finish in their words. Um, their job on the 7th of September. They're intending to do events like this again and again and again in Israel until the entire Israeli population is wiped out. They're saying this proudly and they're continuing to say that they're going to do this all over the world until every person who is not Muslim becomes a Muslim or is dead. They're saying this proudly. We need to be to take their, their words very seriously. And we need to prevent them from doing this to anybody again in the future, not just the Israeli country, not just, not just the Israeli population and the Jewish state, and everybody, anybody all over the world. Okay. And um, so since you are in India, right, uh, so what do you think would be India's role in overall scheme of things? And how important would that role be? Okay, so as I said before, um, the ties Israel and uh, India uh, have uh, go years back, and uh, yeah. we're we're very happy with them. Where we were uh, grateful that um, uh, Prime Minister Modi on the very first day uh, came out and uh, and uh, said that this was a terror attack and uh, stood with Israel. After four days, after speaking to uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, came out and and tweeted again and saying that he stands with uh, with Israel and it's right to defend itself. Um, we are looking for uh, for the future when uh, we're talking about um, the bilateral relations with India, um, for India to continue to have our back, for India to, uh, like we're asking from all countries, you know, to uh, call out uh, Hamas for the terror organization that it is, to um, help us make sure that, as I said before, right now we are fighting this war mm -hmm. to eliminate Hamas, but if we don't do it, it's going to continue on to other countries and 
India has its had its fair share of terror. You know, just one day after uh, we had the, um, a Hamas representative on on uh, Skype talking to uh, people in India, telling them you should go out and retire. The next day or, or a few days later, we saw that uh, attack in, um, in uh, South India. And um, we can't let these things happen. We have to call them out. We, we can't give platform for, to these people. We need to protect our, our country. Israel needs to protect its. You need to protect yours. Make sure that things don't uh, happen like this. Uh, again, we saw it in Mumbai 15 years ago. We, yeah. we saw it again a few weeks ago uh, in South uh, India. We don't want to see larger things, not in Israel, not anywhere in the world. We need you to stand with us to prevent uh, radicaliz- uh, radicalizations and radicalist people from from living and, and infecting our, our lives in, in such horrible way. Uh, Guy, thank you so much for your time. I know it has been really uh, busy for you and still, I mean, uh, even after that, you have taken out time and joined us on the show. I mean, I'm really thankful to you. And uh, before you I let much. you go, is there any message uh, for Israeli people from the embassy? Uh, yes, I, I want to uh, say to everybody uh, who is listening, um, you know, I ask you to stand with us, to stand with Israel. What I really ask you to do is ask you to get yourself educated. We're hearing a lot of people who are saying, educate yourself. If you really educate yourself, then you would know the, the core for when all this happens. Uh, a lot of the people who are calling to get educated are people who don't even know where uh, Israel is on the map. I mean, educating yourself begins with understanding the Middle Eastern problem. You can uh, uh, ask uh, us questions. You can follow us on uh, Instagram or Twitter, and we give out this information. Ask that you know why we're fighting for uh, for our freedom. And if you have questions, ask so that you are knowledgeable and, and you could help us fight our fight. And you, and you can stand with us and you, and you can help uh, us bring the truth out there. So... I'm hopeful that uh, you'll be with us and stand with Israel. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Thank you so much, guy. Uh, I I really hope that this you know uh, closes out really soon and people can go back to their loved ones, to their families, and be at peace with each other. And that's what we all Amen. hope for. I think. Amen. Thank you very much, Ronnie. Thank you so much.